Hello and welcome to Zach Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 41, Firestarter from 2022. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And as we tease, we are back again two weeks in a row. New Zeph episode for you because he did two movies this year so far, which is crazy. And here we are back again, Firestarter. When did this one come out, though? Was it recent May. as well? Okay. It was, okay. I think it was May. I think it was originally on Peacock Premium. Like, it was in theaters, but I think you could also, like, stream day and date at home Peacock okay. Premium. And then now it's on Prime. So okay. if you want to watch this before you hear us talk about it, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, but before we talk about this, I don't think there's any Zach Efron news in the last week. Maybe there is. I don't know. But we did seems, tease. Seems like it, there's not based on. Go ahead. Well, considering we have a $250 million or more movie, Fast 10, coming out uh, that it never has news. Like, why would Zach Efron have news in last week? You know, just in terms of, like, magnitude and timeliness or whatever. But, you know, who knows? But we did tease last week the Men's Health article that he was interviewed in or profiled in or whatever, which we both read. Yep. And I got to say, the first thing is that like, I think the first line is like, well, there they are. And I was like, ooh, his eyes? No, his biceps. I'm like, what? No, come on. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I mean, I get it, especially for men's health. But like, yes. Come on. Yeah, but I agree. I think that if you have to ask me a Zeph quality that. I noticed first it would probably be his bluest blue eyes for sure. Yes. So this was uh, an interview that was done. I think they got a sort of like a steakhouse that they had a uh, surf and turf sort of dinner at. Yes. Um, any key takeaways? The one thing that I uh, my my big takeaway from this was we were talking last week about um, his broken jaw. And they, yeah. they clarify it here that he was running through his house in socks, slipped, smacked his chin against the granite corner of a fountain, lost consciousness. And when he woke up, he recalls his chin bone was hanging off his face, which Jesus Christ. And then because that all happened and he started chewing food differently, that's when he had that video that came out. They're like, oh, did he get work? It's like, no, he just like broke his face. Yes. And yeah. his body readjusted. But that was crazy. I thought that was crazy, and I thought that it was cool that he was so candid that he was like, oh, yeah, like, my dumbass slipped in socks on my, you know, uh, floor that doesn't have carpeting. Yeah. Right? I thought, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool that you have this openness. Mm -hmm. It's weird. I, when I was reading the article, I kept thinking about, like, how she's saying that he's so open, right, and, like, so candid during the interview, but at the same time, like, he's pretty much a recluse. Yes. So to balance that is is really weird to me. Like, he knows that he has to be on and personable, but he'd rather be camping and being left alone in the wilderness, too. So it must be very, very hard for him, right? Like, not that it's hard, but, like, hard to deal with the, like, I don't want attention, but he's going to get so much attention. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Especially, like, at the end with, like, the valet and, like, him, like, sprinting up the valet being like, I, I didn't know. Like, I just, I said a thing and I, I felt weird saying it the thing or whatever, and, like, the, the pictures. It was it was weird. I, I, without thinking, I also read, I sent it to you when it came out, the uh, Vanessa Hudgens profile in yes. Nylon. Yes. And her thing is basically the opposite. Like, she's like, you know, the, the interviewer there is like, we're meeting at her house. We were supposed to meet at a restaurant. Oh. We're meeting at her house. And she's like... Uh, because I, I'm so rarely home, I figured while I'm home, we might as well do this here. And it's about how she's going from this project to that project and just doing all these things. And like, she is like the opposite of Zach Efron in that he wants to be like alone on his own in the woods, like you're saying. Yeah. And she's like, no, I want to be on TV. I want to be in this movie. I want to be in this play. I want to be in this music. I want to be hosting this award show. 
and to see them come from the same place, like be famous basically because of the same thing, to then still be both wildly famous, but she's so much more visible by choice, but they both seem happy. Yeah, I agree. It, like he, he seemed like he is in a good place. I, he, you know, most of the article was actually about like him coming to grips with like his, it's because men's health, right? So it was mm-hmm. like his fitness levels, mm-hmm. uh, him being a vegan and then eating meat again, and like how he needed to like work on his own perception and like how being too fit made him very depressed. But in the same sense, when he like completely gave, because he says after he did Baywatch, he was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna let it go, and I'm gonna eat whatever I want, and just be a scumbag. And he hated that too. Like he, he hated yeah. the he hated both sides of that. Yeah. So he's like, okay, so like now I realize like I have to exercise and stuff, but at the same time, like it, it's not the end of the world, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And like as we've seen in both movies that we've talked about, or the one that we talked about last week and the one we're talking about today, like he still is, you know, ripped in a way that like we will we will never be. But it's... yeah, so that, that like he they talk about this in the article too, like you know people were saying when he did what's it called with Zac Efron, which the show that I watched Down to Earth, yeah, Down to Earth, that you know they were like saying like oh he has a dad bod now, and it's like no, right, <laughs> like he's still fucking ripped. Yes, he's just not like like in bodybuilder con- contestant shape right now. You know Did what I, I mean? copy? I don't know if I copied the... Yeah, okay. He was taking diuretics for Baywatch, yes. overtraining, eating the same meals, three three meals Not every sleeping. day. Would go to bed at midnight, wake up at four o'clock to train. Quote, I started to develop insomnia and I fell into a pretty bad depression. Something about that experience burned me out. I had a really hard time recentering. Ultimately, they chalked it up to taking too many diuretics for way too long and it messed something up. It's just like, he was going so hard to just keep up that like you know, Baywatch perfect Physique. beach body. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine it's really hard, man. It sucks. It's, and like bigger picture ideas. I hate that. Like we let this happen that we'll watch a movie with Baywatch and not like kind of caveat it. Like nobody's going to look like this. Yeah. Like even Zac Efron taking, like Zac Efron needs to like consume tons of powerful diuretics to look like this although apparently the rock looks like that like he always like that's just what he does though right but he's also a wrestler he's also from a different like he came from he's he's huge too so like it's different like zeth looking like super cut is different than the rock just being huge like he's just like eating a ton working out a ton fine that's okay like he's not like like every ab chiseled of every ab you know what i mean like that's just not the rock he's just like massive right so the other thing I really liked about this was that he talked about how he wants to plunge into the ice bath rolls, the ones that, quote, conquer something deep within you. But he wasn't sure if the industry would see him that way. But Peter Farrelly, who did Beer Run, uh, wanted to work with him ever since they met years ago. And then he wouldn't have thought of him for this movie, for that movie, if he didn't see him as Ted Bundy, which we talked about with Zeph Bundy. But it was just, it's weird how, like, he wants to do these things that, like, are are big swings, which I think Zeph Bundy was, but I don't know that Beer Run is, but he loved the script for Beer Run, man. Like, he was talking about how he, like, he, he loved, loved it. it. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah, same. I I was a little confused by that, but he said he read, he was, the, like, the fastest script he's ever read, and he agreed instantaneously after he read the script. But um, you're right. Important to us, I'm glad that he said that he wants to take these ice bath rolls, like, push himself out of his comfort zone type situations. Because that's ultimately what we want, right? Like, it seems like he is taking chances. Like, we'll talk about whenever we get to Firestarter. But mm-hmm. he, he's he's expanding, right? Like, he's not just like... Because, you know, he was on a run there where it was like, Neighbors, 
um, we are your friend, where he pretty much plays like Dirty Grandpa, Mike and D. Yeah, yep. it's mm-hmm. all it's all the same character, right? So for him to want to break out is cool enough for me to to be supportive. Yeah, and the other the other takeaway I got from this was that he was I don't know if you remember I think we may, we might have talked about it not on an episode maybe we did but he was like dating a normie like he just found some like yes attractive we did woman talk who about he was just this. dating I got the I got the sense from this that he they're they're no longer together and that he didn't yes. really have much to say. like he was open but there's like there's not much to say about his relationship so you know if you're out there and you want to date Zeph it seems like now's apparently he, yeah that's I was I thought the exact same thing when I was reading this I was like you know how many times you see like. You were just at the Harry Styles concert. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a million mm-hmm. teenage girls there that are like, one day, we're going to date. And it's like, it's like, yeah, okay, but he's dating Olivia Wilde now if they're yes. still together or whatever. And just like, okay, so I'm not her or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, Zeph is just like, hey, I just got to meet the right person. And she's like, oh. And it also, might- by the way, in that Vanessa Hudgens thing, did you know that she met Cole Tucker in a meditation Zoom? No. <laughs> so I think Joe Jonas, like, put together this, like, Zoom of, like, celebrities oh, to get, like, like centering and meditation or whatever. And so she just, like, joined. She's like, I didn't think I was going to find my person. But then she's just like, who the fuck is that? I think that was, like, literally her quote. But now he's on the Diamondbacks. Apparently he got traded to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, he got traded. Uh, that, we talked about this because I was like, oh, man, Vanessa Hudgens no longer in at PNC Park, you know. I wonder if he's like, hey, can you trade me out there? Because my girlfriend lives in L.A. And I'd really, I'd really rather be closer to her than Pittsburgh. But, you know, I don't know. Probably He not. was getting, he was getting like, benched for us at some point. Well, that's, you know, if you're bench for the Pirates, that, you know. That's, that's what right. I mean. So, yeah. I, but granted, also, if you're bench for the Pirates, you could go on to win a World Series pretty much immediately because they're terrible at judging anything. So. For sure. It could go either way. He might be the Any best baseball player Any other ever. thoughts about the men's health thing? I just, one last thought that, that was funny to me and you, funny to me about you and us talking, is that she was like, yeah, like, the first half is really funny, and then it takes, like, a really dark turn for the last quarter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's one way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't imagine what he has to go through. The whole, like, also, like, him being very perceptive of her was pretty cool, too. Just, like, all the weird stuff. It was a cool article. I like Zeph. He seems like a pretty cool guy that doesn't want to deal with anyone. So, Oh, and I do want to say him. that uh, that person that I, I mentioned last week who uh, really liked Beer Run um, and follows me on Letterboxd, like we follow each other on Letterboxd, yeah. they messaged me on Twitter uh, that there was a, I did not watch this yet, but I got the gist of it. There was a deadline thing, I think, um, or deadline? Variety. One of them did a, uh, okay. wait, hold on, where did I see... It's a 33-minute thing. It's from Deadline Hollywood. Why Zac Efron's greatest beer run ever reminds Peter Farrelly of Travolta's Saturday Night Fever. It's part of this series called The Film That Lit My Fuse, like a movie that literally like, inspired them to do art and stuff like that. So if you want to watch a 33-minute YouTube video, it's online, published this week uh, on October 7th uh, about Zac Efron's greatest beer run ever. I think, I think it's like an interview between the two of them, between Zeph and Peter Farrelly. So if you want more... But I just, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it. And I was just like, I, I kind of just hope that he finds a thing that makes him happy and gives him creative yeah. fulfillment because, you know, it feels like if, if if Beer Run makes him happy, cool. It's not, it doesn't make me happy, but if it makes him happy, that's good. Yeah. And if it, it keeps inspiring him to try different roles, that's what I was getting at too, then like fucking mm-hmm. send it. That works for me. Well, let us talk about Firestarter, which is now available Dude. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I watched it on Amazon Prime today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It was an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half. A young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. So now this is a remake. This is also based on a Stephen King novel. Did you know yes. either of those things? Did you know both those things? 
I knew it was based on a Stephen King novel. I did mm-hmm. not know it was a remake. So, so the original one, I think, is like from 1984-ish. It's on AMC+. Plus. I have not seen it. Uh, Drew Barrymore is the little girl. Oh, fuck. That's awesome, though. Because she, you know, famously child actress who got into, like, drinking and drugs, I think, really early because she was just, like, in Hollywood from a really young age and, like, yeah, overcame yeah. that and still, like, you know, hosts a talk show and, like, has been in tons of movies and stuff. So she's been great. So John Carpenter, famously of Halloween and a bunch yes, of a million great I noticed movies. that. Yep. Did the score for this, or thing was pretty good. Yep. And he was going to direct the original one, but was replaced when his previous film, The Thing, which people love now, failed at the box office. That's incredible. That's a fun story. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good good fact. That's that's a fun one. And then he would instead go on to direct another Stephen King adaptation, Christine, about the killer car, which I yep. think Brian covered on Slumber Party with Walt Hickey. Oh, we should do that for Halloween, by the way. Ooh. Do you like that idea? Yes. I'll have to figure out if we can do that. Yes, that works. A haunted car, for sure. We'll figure that out. Okay, cool. So this movie, this remake that came out this year, is directed by Keith Thomas, who did a movie called The Vigil from a few years ago, which I have not seen, but has pretty solid letterbox numbers. I heard of The Vigil. I remember seeing something about it. People I follow like it, so okay. I don't know if I've heard it or not, but like I feel like there's a lot of horror movies that like I've heard of, but if you've, I mean, who knows, but it's it, it seems good based on like what I've you know seen about it, so I don't know. Charlie, the young girl, the Drew Barrymore role, the young yes. girl with powers, is played by this girl, Ryan Kiera Armstrong, who was the young version of the villain in Black Widow. So, like, not young Yelena, not young uh, Florence Pugh, but she's, like, the the, the young villain. Um, she played I don't young... remember a flashback part of that movie at all. I think they were training. I think they were, like, in an academy or something, maybe. Oh, like, one of the, because there was, like, a, a, a ser- uh, what is it, like, a group of super badass lady women's that were like involved Uh at some point okay Mm -hmm. that makes sense fair she played young ivan strahovski in the tomorrow war which was that chris pratt movie the amazon movie the action movie that came out on amazon prime a year or two ago she was also in it chapter two and american horror story so like i've seen her in things i have not seen the tomorrow war i don't know if you saw i don't know if you saw the tomorrow war but it seems like she's definitely like finding space in kind of like genre like horror and or action and whatever and just Famously kind of playing young versions of, like, pretty famous actresses, but, you know, who knows? You know what You know what show she wasn't in? What show is that? Stranger Things. Yes, we will talk about that. <laughs> I, have, I have thoughts about that, for sure. Um, the only other note that I have before we get started uh, is that the mom is played by this woman, Sydney Lemon, who is Jack Lemon's she granddaughter. Looks, she looks like somebody that you would like. That's the first thing I thought when I saw her acting. She looks like actresses I know. I don't think I know her. She was in a movie called Velvet Buzzsaw, which I did not like. She's in the upcoming film Tar, which I'm very much looking forward to. And she's done some TV work. But of note to you, graduate of Yale's School of Drama. Oh, congratulations. Her and Lupita. Good job, ladies. That's not something that I was like looking for. But when I Googled her to find out like who she was, I was just like, oh, graduate of Yale's School of Drama. So there you go. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Jack Lemon's granddaughter. Do you know Jack Lemon? Do you know the name? Uh, no. I mean, like, the name sounds familiar, but I couldn't put a face to it. So he was an actor in, like, the 50s and 60s and 70s. I think he died in, like, 2001, but he was one of the original, I think the original Odd Couple. Um, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And he's also sense. the star of the film The Apartment, which is incredible. Like, he's just, like, a really, really good old-timey actor who's been in a million great things. And so she's his granddaughter, which is kind That's of cool. cool. Yeah, very, very cool. It seems like she's more like TV and sort of theater-ish than movies. She's only been a handful of movies, but, you know, this is 
fairly high profile, I think. And then also, you know, Tar, I don't know how big of a role in Tar, like Tar is one that like, I know it's going to nominate for Best Picture, but it's going to have Oscar buzz around it. So like, it'll be circling. So she might pop up another stuff. Who knows? But okay, cool. So yes, so Stranger Things, before we talk, so let's talk about Firestarter. I think my initial thought about this movie Go is ahead. that it is wildly different from Beer Run. Yes. But I think ultimately I feel exactly the same way. It's just like, okay. I would 100% agree with you. I can't tell if that's because these are movies being made for streaming and not necessarily the theater or what. This movie doesn't feel done. No. So I wanted to talk about this too. We watch a lot of very, very long movies. Mm-hmm. We watch some short movies. Mm-hmm. When when you and I, when you were telling me like last night or something, probably last night, you were like, hey, just let you know, this movie's only an hour 36. And I was like, breezy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This'll be nice. And for as much as we were just talking about Beer Run, saying you could have probably cut a half an hour of it out, at one point, I paused the movie, watching it today, and Rachel goes, oh my god, we're halfway through this movie, nothing has happened. Uh-huh. Because we were halfway through the movie, and nothing had happened, because it feels like they're setting it up for something, and then they just have to like tie it all up in five minutes at the end. Yeah, I was talking to, as I was watching this last night, I was talking to my friends Bob and Steve, who we call Real, because uh, that's uh, like the, the X-Files rewatch, but that's also like where we talk about horror movies and stuff, because like nobody else I know really gives a shit about them. Like, you know, yep. in terms of like people like like Mike, and I know Mike, Mike and Dan do, but like, you know, in terms of like my everyday go-to texting, like I, I talk to these guys about horror movies more than anything else. I'm just like, have either of you seen the original? Have you read the book? And Bob has read the book, of course, because he has. Yes. And I was like, do you? Because I didn't know that the dad, that Zeph, Andy McGee, the character, has powers. I didn't know that, like, he was a, what they call a pusher. Like, that was news to me. And he says he thinks that that's in the book, too, but I, he doesn't really remember. Fair. Um, okay. But I was like, it feels so much like Stranger Things. And he Amazingly. was saying, I think there's only so much you can do with kind of creepy kids with powers. Because it's like protective father, government interference, kids, you know, not really knowing how to control it's a it. fair point. It's, it's a- Firestarter. It's Midnight Special. It's Stranger Things. It's a lot of Stephen King stuff. And I think that there's just that idea that, like, Stranger Things in general is basically like, hey, don't you remember how much you love Stephen King's stuff from the 80s? Yes. Yes. Fair and, like, it's not bad, because I think no. when Stranger Things is good, it's good, but it's also like, oh, this has been, I've seen this a million times. Like, there's nothing really about this that I was like, oh, that's new. Nope, not not one iota of any idea in this thing was not something that we haven't seen in Stranger Things. And, like, because this movie has just come out, granted, Stephen King wrote Firestarter before Stranger Things existed. So I'm yes. sure that Stranger Things stole a lot of things from Firestarter, For right? sure, yep. Mm-hmm. But just the timing of releasing a video media that is essentially the same story at this time, which now, that's why I also asked you when it came out. It came out in May, so like it had to like be like competing with Stranger Things, right? Yeah. It's just like a dumb idea. It's it weird. Just... There's another, there was another, um, I think it was an Amazon Prime. I've not watched it yet. It's based on like 
a YA comic series, I think, called Paper Girls, which is also very similar to Stranger Things. Like, that just okay. got steamrolled, too. Like, that got canceled after one season. Like, it came out this year and was, like, almost immediately canceled because, like, nobody watched it because, like, yeah, we have Stranger Things. Why would we watch this? But, like, it's different. I think it, from what I gathered, I want to see it still. I have not seen it. From what I gather, it starts slow and becomes good. But I think people looked at it like, oh, that's just girl Stranger Things. Like, why we already have Stranger Things. Like, it's and it's it's new now. It's not like we've been waiting years for it. Yeah, Like, there's a new season saying. that just came out. Why would I watch this other thing? Yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt. Like not in a bad like this isn't bad. And if in the world without Stranger Things, I think people would have really liked this movie. I think there's the I think there's the mentality that like, oh, people love Stranger Things, they're gonna want more of it. But it's also like it either works or it doesn't. And I think there's like a real binary there, and I think here it just doesn't it do- I mean, I haven't heard anybody like no one has talked about this. That's what it also felt like. Like they didn't run any and you say, like, it started out on, what, like, Peacock Plus or Paramount Plus? I, so I, I think, from what I what I remember, what Universal has been doing with its horror movies generally, both with Halloween Kills, and they're also going to do it again with Halloween Ends this month, and also with Firestarter, is they're putting them out in theaters, but they're also putting them out the same day on Peacock Premium, which is their $10 a month, whatever, the same way that people were doing, you know, during the pandemic. It's just like, hey... You know, you're home, like, not that the pandemic's over, but you know what I mean? Like, we, we're back to movies and theaters now, like, yes. exclusive, whatever. But Peacock's like, or, you know, Universal's like, no, it's, it's still going to be on there. So I think, if I remember right, this was a theater and Peacock-launched simultaneously movie, and then it, you know, the limited availability or whatever, and then Amazon has rights to, who knows, right? But, like, it's on Amazon now. Even searching for it on Amazon, like, uh, I have to use a Universal remote, so I don't have the Alexa button on my remote. I had to get to, like, fires. Yeah, there's a lot of fire. There's a lot of fire. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not not necessarily a good sign. No, I agree. And I, I think it just won. And I actually, I, I found a letterbox profile. I did not look at the number of people who have seen this. I know the number of fans. I remember that number. Um... But I don't know if anybody saw this. Like, I think I think only, like, two or three people I follow. And, like, I'm largely following horror people. Because, like, that's just, you know, what I'm most interested in, like, finding new things. Um, of the people I follow, four people have seen this movie. Uh, our boy, Liam. Okay. Which makes sense, Liam, because he loves F2. Yep. Jason Rainey, who sees... We, we've learned everything. Aaron Newworth, who sees everything. And then DWB, who is the guy who are, he, he messaged me about Zeph. So he also loves Zeph. So like it's Zeph diehards and people who watch everything. And that's it. Like I follow like a hundred something people and four people that I follow have seen Firestarter. And I, I just, I think it got, I think it was weird timing. I don't know. I don't know why this flopped other than maybe just not good. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily this is another movie that I don't think it's necessarily bad. Like I said, I think it just it it's a it's a victim of circumstance that, you know, like it's so much like Stranger Things coming out at a time like Stranger Things. You have the kid in Stranger Things that looks a little bit like a Zeph type guy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what Keith Harrington or what's his name? Well, Keith Harrington's from Game of Thrones. That's a no. different person altogether. I don't know Whatever his character name is, you know, the the ice cream scooper one that's friends with... Oh, oh, Steve. Steve Harrington. Yeah, yeah so, like, I think Zeph could have just been Steve Harrington, right? Like, sure, yeah. These are kind of interchangeable character... Like, it's a great character role for Zeph in the sense that, like, if he was 10 years younger, he could be playing this kid in Stranger Things and be totally fine, I think. Like, same heartthrob, same 
kind of aesthetic look, athlete, everything, does all the shits. I think what's interesting about this, there's a there's a few things that I don't know if we've seen before. Zeph is maybe for the first time a dad, and I like that he's kind of aged into this dad thing. I thought that. Uh, we see in flashbacks, he's got this, like, kind of shoulder-length hair, which does not look good on him, but I was like, that's kind of a new look for him. Yeah. And then I think, we don't, I don't know that we see him smoking, but I think he's a smoker, because, you know, his daughter finds the lighter, right? And she's like, I thought you said you'd quit, and he's like, it's, it's harder than, it's harder than it sounds, or whatever. Yeah. And so I think he's, he's aging into the parent-type role. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy to me when I have, like, I think... I think for actresses, it's different when it's like, oh, you're a mom age now. Like, that's just what you, you get mom roles. Like, that's it. Like, you're no longer yes. fuckable, right? Like, you're just a mom now. Yeah. And, like, that's not always true, but it's, like, it's largely true. And here, you know, Tom Cruise can be 55 or 60 years old or whatever he is, 58, 59, and still be, like, you know, a handsome leading man without a family. And then, or if you're a dude, like, you can be, like, Zeph, who's just, like, you know, I'm going to be Ted Bundy. I'm going to be going to Vietnam and delivering beer to my buddies. Or I'm just going to be, you know, like, a family man with a kid. And just, like, that's just the flexibility that being a dude in Hollywood affords you, but I yeah. liked seeing him. The, the dynamic between him and the kid's not great, but I liked seeing them together. That's fair. Yeah, it it seemed it seemed like this one. Yes, you're right. There was just like a lot of strain. It feels like this movie was shot was made very quickly. I think it was made during sense? the pandemic, and I don't know if that impacted it because I feel like at a certain point people like figured out how to do it right. But I don't know. It does. It feels limited in terms of like there's not a lot of scenes with a lot of kids in it a lot of people in it chemistry chemistry Mm -hmm. feels weird yeah i i can agree like i could sense it like again another movie i don't think zeph's necessarily bad in this right no but i also don't think he's good and like when i was saying that like i think it's the same as beer run i have them back to back on my letterbox list for like favorite movies from this year and favorite Zeph movies. Like, I think they're basically equivalent. And I yep. don't think that's just because we just watched both. I think they're just both like, yeah, this does a thing. Like, I, th- you know, I looked up the runtime of the original because I'm like, I wonder if this is also short or if it's longer. And it's 20 minutes longer. And I feel like with that extra time, you're able to do things. So I feel like we're, we're thrown so much so quickly. Like, I don't have Google. It's like, oh, right, I forgot. I was like, well, we didn't know that. Like, that's a weird way to, like, let us know that, like, she lives off the grid. And I, I understand that, like, sort of trying to show don't tell, but it feels like they're rushing through things to get to a point. And then when they're at the point, they're like, oh, the movie's over. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. They are kind of blowing through things. Like, I don't know. I guess it's, I, I'm not a writer, and I imagine it's very, very hard to adapt a book to a hour and 30 minutes of screen time. For sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that has to be impossible to convey everything that you want to and feelings and character development and everything. It's just hard. I think that this would have, again, to relate it to Stranger Things, I think this would have benefited from being a series more so than a movie. I guess. I don't know that... I don't know there's enough story here, unless it's, That's like, fair. even more explicitly Stranger Things. So I was looking at, like, people hated this movie. The average rating on Letterboxd for this is, like, below two. Ugh, the okay. original one is, like, a three-ish, and a lot of the people that I follow gave it, like, a three or three-and-a-half-ish. So, like, it's pretty good, but it's not, like, a classic. I feel like it's just kind of a weird thing to, like, remake a thing that maybe people didn't... I, I think people saw, like, the whole Stranger Things thing, or, like, let's tap into this demand, because I, I don't know why agree. else you make the thing now. If you make one car movie, every studio makes a car movie. If you make one superhero movie, every studio makes right. a superhero movie. And you're like, okay, but like, did we really need to do that? Probably not. 
There's also just like weird things in here that don't really make sense to me. Like Zeph is using his abilities to get people to quit smoking. And that woman shows up to his office and he's like, you know, it's a hundred dollars and you'll never smoke again. And she's like, I don't know if I can afford that. I'm like, you know, what expensive cigarettes are right. Like, oh, yeah. It's like you it's just like weird things like that where like I don't think they thought about what characters are actually saying because if you show up to a dude's office convinced that he can get you to quit smoking and he's only charging a hundred bucks or whatever and you smoke you think, a pack a day that's like that's like a at week least and a half. here yeah at least here yeah like a week and a half yeah because a pack of cigarettes like I get I, I don't smoke I've never bought cigarettes but like seven to eleven dollars I think probably depending on where you go right so like around here in New York it's like you know ten. 10 plus it's yeah like it's so fucking expensive yeah 10 days i'm just like why like why is that a sticking point she's like i don't know i laughed out loud at the interaction where charlie sees that cat outside and like the cat okay. like scratches her and she oh, like yeah freaks out and burns him i'm like is this supposed to be funny like it came it read as funny even though like you know obviously we both love cats but i was just like this is weird so i i saw that happening i made a joke and said okay she's gonna set it on fire and then she did immediately and i was like oh i did not think that that's where that was gonna go but that's exactly where that went yeah not funny to see the cat on fire but it was also like a very cgi fake barbecued cat so Mm -hmm. in that sense i get really really sad seeing animals get injured this is like major waterworks for me in any movie like i do not like to hear a dog whimper in a movie Mm -hmm. like i don't like to see people torture animals like i really fucking hate it even like for having that sense and me being so squeamish about it this one i was like yeah that's whatever right like just like this fake flat (laughs) fake cgi barbecued cat so i was like yeah she set the cat on fire cool whatever And i do think in other scenes the effects are pretty good like when she accidentally because she like the whole thing is she can't really control her powers right she's like she's coming young to know to a certain extent it's like a a puberty thing right like she's you know they even make a joke about it she's like you know something's weird with my body and he's like let's go get your mom she's like no not that thing the other thing and so because the mom can't really even the mom might I don't know, like, there was, like, testing or whatever, who knows, the but the mom, mom doesn't really the, have powers. The mom has the, no, the mom has the fire powers. Right, but, like, she doesn't, like, she can't really, like, she's not using them, right? Like, it's, Zeph is using them to make money, the daughter's trying to figure things out, but the mom is kind of, like, just on her own, keeping it under wraps. Yeah, and in the easiest storyline part ever, like, the the daughter has both the dad and the mom's superpowers. right. But what I, I, you know, when the daughter accidentally burns the mom, I think that's, like, pretty effective. And, like, the burns look pretty good. And, you know, that's... And then, like, the mom just gets killed. And she's like, okay, she's out of the picture now. I'm like, okay. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. She's just gone. Then it's just her and Zeph. And then it's just her just her by herself. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, you know, probably, like, 50 minutes into the yeah, movie. Some, somewhere vaguely in the middle of the movie where, like, things are happening and not happening. P- post, post-middle... Like, that's what happens. Like, mom dies first. Her and Zeph run away. They meet a guy who's like, I'll help. But then Zeph brainwashes him to help. And then he calls the cops. I think Zeph brainwashes him again. And then she runs away. And then the little girl's on her own. And it becomes, like, a badass female-led action sci-fi movie. Right, but, like, run. we also, like, we just saw Eleven do that, right? Like, it's the same... That's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying, yes, yes. They, they, it just takes, like, a weird turn with, like, 15 minutes left in the movie, and it's, like, this little girl's on her own, she's like, I'm gonna go fuck everyone up and get my dad back. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. 
that works. But like you know what's going to happen because like there's a whole yes. like there's a government agency who's trying to find them, and this woman goes to Kurtwood Smith, like read from that '70s show on a million different things, and he's like I giving that was advice. Him. That's right. Okay. And then he she hires this like uh, indigenous person to like who also has pushing powers. It's also really funny to me, and I'm sure this is maybe it's probably from the book that like to stop them, you just cover their eyes because they can't control it. If they can't see them. Just like that's really that's the solution. Just like cover their eyes. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I was like, that's that's all we needed to do. That's cool. We're good. Perfect. And so that guy, like, you know, he's the one who actually pushes to her and draws her to the facility because Zeph is captured and she's trying to save him. And she's like, didn't you call me here? He's like, no. And then he sacrifices himself to get her out and whatever. But, like, it just feels like once you reach a certain point where, like, Zeph gets captured, it's like, okay, we know where this is going. Like, we know that she's going to get there. I think there's a nice little twist that, like, she does not save him. I think that's interesting. What, like, but... the part where she sets him and the, the chick on fire? Does mm-hmm. that actually happen? That was real, right? I think it's I think, I think it's real, yeah. I think she's about to kill everybody. And then Rainbird, the guy who's, like, been pursuing them but then ultimately helps her, she saves him because she knows that he's being mind controlled too. And then they, you know, leave together or whatever. They just go their separate ways or whatever. At the end of this movie, there's like an 11 year old girl or whatever who's just like on her own. Like both of her yeah. parents died in this movie. She's like, okay. And like she can't, she has power she can't control. She has no one the to go to. The government's looking for her. Mm-hmm. You're right. We should have started this and, and done, like, this should have been Lone Wolf and Cub, but like just Cub, like later. You know what I mean? Like, as bad as it sounds, like, we shouldn't have had Zeph. Like, we should come in, like, at the, like, I just burnt this whole shit down. Now I'm an 11-year-old on my own with superpowers that doesn't know what to do with them. Or, like, just do a lone wolf and cub where he's wolf. Like, they're just going around and they're trying to get by. Because, like, I feel like there's so much of this movie is setting up. Like, they have this domestic life and, like, they're trying to lie low. And it's, like, by that definition, like, I know things are breaking bad, but, like, you're... You're avoiding conflict and you're avoiding drama for much and of your movie because they're conflict. trying to, yeah. Like it, visually, that creates conflict, right? Like if they were just like running and hiding, running and hiding, running and hiding, that would mm-hmm. also be interesting. But they're not. You, we nope. see them at the house. We see them move once, and then she sets Zeph on fire. So, I did think the the way that he prepares or does his pushing is he like cracks his neck. I'm like, that's a weird choice, but like I, I liked it, except it was kind of gross. Yeah, it's. It, it was a good visual cue. I like that, too. When I was watching this, did you catch that they make a Netflix reference in this? Like, this world exists in Netflix world? No, what do they say? He said, like, he actually says it twice. Like, um, the guy who picks them up in the truck. Irv, yeah. He's like, oh, like, I was watching this documentary on Netflix. Okay. And I was like, okay, like, like I get that. And then... And then that's why I was thinking also, like, where was this movie? Because I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. They're referencing Netflix. And then you said it was on Peacock and Universal. So, like, mm-hmm. what, what, why? Well, I think it's the same kind of thing where just, like, you see Uber in a movie. Just, like, that's just, like, what people do. Like, there's a certain I level guess, of, like, yeah. you know, you can get a cab. You can get a car service or whatever. Just, like, oh, no, I'm just going to get an Uber. Like, it, things have become so ubiquitous. Kind of, yeah, exactly. I don't know that Zeph cries, but when he pushes, his eyes sort of weep bloody tears. I'm like, that's kind of crying. Kind of interesting. Kind of crying. And when we start this movie off, he flips up out of bed and he's shirtless. There you go. Starts shirtless, but then I don't think I don't think he gets shirtless again. No. For the rest of the movie, but you know, from the from the jump. Yeah, and it's just like it's just like uh, you know above belly button uh, sheet over him, just like you know classic shirtless. Classic shirtless. Yeah. Is there anything else you uh, have in mind? Any other notes, any other thoughts about Firestarter? I don't know if this came 
to fruition or not, but I really felt like there was going to be a moment where Irv is like, oh, like, my wife got fucked up in this car crash, and it was going to be Zeph's parents that were the cause of it, because Zeph, like, at the beginning specifically says, like, my parents died in a car crash, and, like, I predicted it earlier. So, like, I thought that that was going to be, like, a nice tie-in. Nope. Just another car crash. Just, just, yeah, I mean, I get that there's a lot of different, but I was like, oh, cool, like, For sure. he runs yeah, to yeah. this guy, this guy's gonna find out that, like, his parents were the ones that put his wife in the wheelchair, and, like, then he's gonna want revenge, and it's like, no, we just didn't do anything. Like, part of me wants to go back and watch the original, or maybe read the book. I haven't read a lot of the early Stephen King books, I think I've, I've, everything of his that I've read has come out in the last, like, 15 years. Um, but I feel like the original movie is probably just gonna be this, but better, so, like, I feel like I get it, and I don't know that I need to go back. Andrew Barrymore, which is Andrew cool. Barrymore, right? Yeah. Who I, you know, but like I could just watch ET, right? Like it's just oh yeah. Uh, and the same thing with the book. Like I, I'm sure it's better than this, but I think that this gets the gist across, and it just not that this ruins the original, but I feel like if you've seen this, I don't know that you need. I'm you know not to stop you, like go go watch it, but I don't know. I feel like I should have watched the original before this, except that probably would have made me like this even less. I don't know. I agree. Also, does like and then just like one like high level last note, but not high level. Did it actually feel like there wasn't a ton of Zeph in this, too? Yes. Like, now that I'm thinking back on it, like, he is definitely a main character. It's not like he's, like, not a main character. He's pretty much in every scene, but it also doesn't feel like a ton of him in this movie. No, yeah, he because it, it's not his story, but it even feels like when he's the primary support for the main character, he's, like, super sidelined a lot of it. Right? Yeah, it felt... I, I don't think it really, like, knows who the main character is, because it's, like, pitching him as the main character, but the story's about the little girl, but we don't know anything about her, and it's definitely not about the mom. She's just, like, auxiliary character. Well, I think, and I couldn't find it, I, I also didn't listen back, but I, I'm pretty sure when we did Scoob or maybe Gold, I think we predicted the, this movie, and I think I was like, oh, he's a single dad, because I felt like the promo art and stuff for this was, like, he's a single dad, and, like, so... The opening scene where they have the young baby, right? And I'm like, oh, the mom yes. must, like, the, she kills the mom or something. And then, like, they flash forward, and she's like, you know, my body feels weird. And I'm like, oh, well, you can't talk to your mom about that. And she's like, let's go get the mom. And she's like, wait, hold on. Why, she's still around? Yeah. And then, like, and then she dies. And she's like, wait, hold on. Wait, what? What? So, the movie kind of introduces the mom as an auxiliary character, right? They're like, here's Zeph and the daughter. And then they're like, oh, yeah, the mom's, like, fuck, dicked off in the back of the house somewhere. Like, Truly nothing to do. Nothing, nothing to do. Yeah. All right, let's watch the trailer for this, which I, I don't think I've seen, but maybe I've seen. I don't know. Posted by Universal Pictures in February of this year. Firestarter official trailer, 21 million views. The top comment says, you know you're old when you see Zach starts playing father roles. That's very, very real. All right, are you ready to go? Yes, give me a countdown. Three, two, one, play. Daddy. What's going on, sweetie? Lighter. Something's changing. Uh-oh. I think if I saw the numbers right, it made money. Like, the budget was, like, 15, and it made 18. So, like, it didn't, like, lose money, but I think this was pretty widely a, a flaw. sort of failure. Also, this teacher just lets this girl get bullied all day in school, and I felt very bad about watching that. Like, this kid's like, look at this dumb fuck, and she's like, okay. You know, like, the teacher's, like, right there, hears it. Mm-hmm. I think the girl was good, but I also feel like I don't know. I don't. I don't know. She didn't do anything. Like it was just like one of those. Where I'm like, oh, this girl has talent, but also like, I don't know. If this movie really like let anybody showcase things. 
I want I wanted it to be the the little girl from um fuck, what was the scary movie where she's hanging her head out the window? Hereditary? Yes. I need it handled with discretion. And I need her back. This girl's kinda like she gives me like a young Abigail Breslin, like a little Miss Sunshine kind of vibe. Or like hit girl from that's Chloe no, no, not Abigail Breslin, sorry, Chloe Grace Moretz. Hit okay, girl yes. from Kick Ass and stuff like that. Like it's same yes. kind of like Uh oh. I want to help her. You want to use her. Also, you wouldn't have like fireproofed your house or had like fire extinguishers around everywhere if you knew your daughter does this. Let her go. It's it's weird, man. She's the first of her kind. I like that Kurtwood Smith like never left that room. He was only in that room. Yes, you're right. You got me for an afternoon. Let's do this thing. You come to me. Come to my house. We're gonna mm -hmm. shoot it here in my living room, and then you guys are gonna fucking leave. That's the only way that you can control it. She's becoming a young okay. woman. See, like that. Like, we get the fire outside, yeah. where she's, like, learning how to use her powers. Like, that's a cool-ass movie, you know? I feel like the, the same thing, like, the issue here is that because people have seen this kind of movie before, and just the way this trailer's laid out, like, this trailer is the yeah, is the whole movie, right? Like, she has problems, movie. she's learning to use the powers, there's conflict, yep. and here she comes getting vengeance. Yep. And like the badass part of like her slaying is only like the last three minutes of this movie. Yep. Please, I can help you. Oh, it, this is literally the whole movie. Yeah. I don't want to hurt anyone. That's the whole action sequence. Like yeah, the they're showing way. multiple scenes from the final confrontation. Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Well. I wrote on Letterboxd that, like, it's rare that I can do, because this was a Hooptober movie, because I knew that we were going to do it for this. Okay. Zack Attack movie. It was also uh, the Letterboxd seasonal challenge, and it was a new release. Like, I did, I crossed off four lists things at once with one movie. Like, you know, didn't like the movie, but four checks with one movie. That's a good use of 90 hours for my OCD brain, so, you know, cool. Yeah. All right, Joe, the Google game, when I search Firestarter Zac Efron, this is one of the weird... I had, to, I, had to, I had to actually complete the Google search on two of these because I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. But what do you think when we have Firestarter Zac Efron, there's release date, there's interview, there's IMDb, there's wiki, there's movie, those things, but there's three or maybe four Wife. that I think you should try to guess, two of which I will say right now you will never get. Wife? No, no. Like actress, something, you know, like something about that, the mom. There's something along that vein, in that vein, that Daughter. you will never guess. So just abandon that. I will I will get back to that in a little bit, but married? nothing about the wife. Married, question mark? Nope. Abandon um, the, the, the other actress altogether. Okay. okay. Um, Zeph, eyes? Nope, nothing Blood? about his body. Blood? Nope. Um, hmm, nothing about his body. There's one that's broad, and there's, like, one that you could ask about, like, every movie, and then there's one specifically for this movie. Runtime? Nope. Where to watch? No, but it's where to something. Where to stream? Nope. It's not really where to something, but it's about, lo it's about where. Oh, uh, where does this take place? Like, location? Nope. Similar, sort of. Set? Mm, similar, sort of. What is it? Filming location. 
Okay, yeah, I was on the right track. Okay. There's also another one that's Hamilton. I was like, is this what? Like the play? But it just it was shot in Hamilton in like a neighborhood in Toronto. So oh, I was like, why okay, would there be okay. Hamilton? So that was one that you would never get. But film no, location in Hamilton. But you're missing the number one autocomplete, which I think is specific specific obviously specific to this movie, but I think very gettable. Uh hypnotist? Reword that kind of. Mind control? Similar, keep going. <sighs> More broad. Brainwash? More broad. Hypnosis? More broad. You're, you're too specific. More broad. Brain? Mind? No, you're going the wrong way. More broad, though. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, more broad things. Hmm. What do, what do they all fall under? What do all those things fall under in this movie? Spells? Similar. Close. Control? More broad. More broad than control? I don't know. What is it? Powers. Ah, fuck. You're right. Okay, fair. That one was absolutely fair. Completely different word, and I should have gotten there. Yes. The one that I was like, what the fuck? Uh, Anne Hathaway. I was like, it's not Anne Hathaway. I don't think this woman particularly looks like Anne Hathaway. Why are people Googling Zac Efron, Anne Hathaway, Firestarter? And I looked it up, and apparently someone two years ago made a fan trailer i guess when he was cast they okay. made a fan trailer cutting together zach efron and anne hathaway as the parents okay so either that went viral in a way that was like that made an impact or no one is searching this movie that's still like the number nine autocomplete you know what i mean i'm just like i don't know that 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 was weird to me yeah we have powers release date interview imdb filming location wiki Hamilton, Anne Hathaway movie. So, cool. No, that, was, that wasn't bad. That was a pretty good... Powers was a good one. I like that. That's a new one. All right. So, the Letterbox game. So, for reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road, one of the most popular films on Letterboxd. It's got like 1.2 million people who have seen it. Firestarter 2022, directed by Keith Thomas, starring Ryan Kiera Armstrong, Zac Efron, and Sidney Lemon, has been seen by how many people? Like none. Um, hmm. Let's say like five thousand. Too low. Gotta go higher. Twenty thousand because it's a new release. Very close. Gotta go slightly higher. Twenty-one seventy-five. Twenty-two five seventy-eight. Twenty-two thousand five seventy-eight. Average rating, like I said before, a one point eight. Most common, two stars, then one star, then one and a half star. How many people have this in their top four favorite films of all time? Another tough one. It's still new. I'll say maybe two. Too low. Zeph fans. Too low. More? Five? Mm -hmm. Too high now. Got to go in between. (laughs) Okay, four. Nope, the other one. Three. There we go. Three. We're going to go to Lydia Miller at Lydia Miller. Her f- So Lydia Miller's number one favorite movie is Firestarter. Her number four is your favorite film of this year. And I say that very jokingly. I will My say your favorite film and the internet's favorite film from this year. Would, uh, the, the one that had all the chaos behind it with Chris Pratt. Nope, Chris not Pine. Don't Worry Darling. Chris nope. Pine. Nope, okay. not that. Internet loves this movie even more than Don't Worry Darling. Ah, uh, shit. In a way that the only the internet can love things. Morbius. Morbius. It's Morbin time, baby. It's Morbin time. Number four favorite film 
Um, her number two favorite movie is a movie that came out last year. Okay. Starring someone from Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. A movie that I think a lot of people hated, I kind of liked, and I think there are cameos in this that are close to our hearts. I think I mentioned to you. But a movie starring someone from Hobbs and Shaw that came out last year uh, that people were not crazy about. People are tired of this lead actor. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not Idris. Nope. People people still love Idris. People will always love Idris. I think so, yeah. Who from Hobbs and Shaw are people exhausted by? The Rock or Statham? The Rock? Nope. No. People, I think still, I mean, people might be tired of The Rock, but people still love them both, I think. I saw somebody the other day, like, talking mad shit on The Rock online. They were like, oh, oh, that's what it was. My friend was commenting, like, The Rock came out for that Rams game. And he was like, can't believe they got this washed up fuck to like come out for the, and we're like, who doesn't like the rock? Like even like, like not even like if you're like, oh, like I'm like, he's in everything. I'm sick of all the movies. Like nobody's like the rock sucks. You know what I mean? Weird. Yeah. That's weird. No. Someone else in Hobbs and Shaw that people are exhausted by. Who else is in Hobbs and Shaw? Um, Statham, Hattie. You've seen this movie with me 11 times. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. No, Ryan I would say Reynolds. people are tired Ryan of him. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. So what's a Ryan Reynolds movie that came out last year? Was it Red Notice? No, that did come out last year. Was that this year or was that last year? That was last year. No, this was uh, in theaters last year. Ryan Reynolds in a movie in the theaters that they're sick of him about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What well, they're just sick of him in general. The movie Free Guy, where he's an NPC in a video. Oh, game. yeah, you liked this movie, and we watched it, and it wasn't bad. It, it just, I remember you really, really liked it. No, no, I don't really, really I, I, I liked it. I, I think it's fun. I think people hated it. I was just like, oh, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Have you been watching at all Welcome to Wrexham? No. Because if not, it's really good, actually. I'm sure it is. I just have not been watching much of anything. Like, I've been behind on things, but I want to see it. I just... Haven't. It's good. It's it's just I, I'm I'm using this as now that you brought him up as a pitch for it because um with us not having Ted Lasso right now, it's very much just true life Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's fair. And you also see this thing, Rachel and I play this game when we watch it, like Ryan Reynolds is another one of these guys, much like Zeph, that like he kind of has to be on. Sure. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he has to be like personable and like charming and funny. And you see, like, moments where he's definitely doing that, and then moments where he, like, breaks character for a second. And you're like, oh, he's actually worried about, like, losing $200,000 to, like, do some fuckery for the football team, right? So Yeah. One more movie to guess. Lydia Miller's number three movie came out last year as well. Okay. Um, blank versus Blank. Alien versus Predator. No, but you're in the ballpark-ish. One of Mike's favorite things. One of Resident Story and Mike Manzi's, the Mikester's favorite things. Godzilla versus Mothra. You got half of it, right? I don't think... Godzilla's not fought Mothra since, I think, the 60s. Godzilla... I forget what the other one was. It was Godzilla... The other, the other most famous one. I don't remember. Godzilla versus Kong, baby. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So Firestarter, Free Guy, Godzilla versus Kong, and Morbius. None of the three people reviewed this movie uh one of the three people only had firestarter and one of them had this a conversation with adele and some other movies so i'm just like we gotta go to lydia miller so shout out to lydia miller at lydia miller on letterboxd for letting us use your profile without knowing so thank you yeah, thank, thank you thank you. you thank you joe fire ass titles firestarter fire ass starter title what you got uh la flama blanca the white flame 
Yeah, that's from Eastbound and Down. I was thinking there's, I think, a season one episode of The X-Files called Pusher. Oh, good one. I like that. Which is a very another similar kind of guy can force thoughts into people. Yeah, uh, Powers. Hmm. The number one autocomplete that you could, not, you could not guess. Yeah. What was the show that was on, like, it was on, like, ABC or something? Was it, like, Heroes? Yes, with, with Hayden Panettiere, Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. I think so. I never watched it, but I'm thinking Heroes. The um, I'm stealing a, a joke from Letterboxd that the number one review on Letterboxd was, like, either Blumhouse's or John Carpenter's Turning Red, because, like, the Pixar movie from this year is all about, like, a girl going through ah, puberty, and it's the yes. same kind of thing here, so just, you know... A horror's turning red. I got, I got the best one. Go for it. Strangest things. Or not, I, th- I think that's giving too much credit. Just strange things. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna go stranger or things, and then I went strangest. Good job, strange things. Just strange things. Like it's not, a, <laughs> it's not a strange. It's just they're just sort of strange. <laughs> yeah, just not stranger. Just, just strange things. Um, I think that's it. I think that's a, a that's good the place end. To end it. Yeah. That's the best ending. I agree. Any other thoughts, though, about Firestarter? I don't know when we're going to do another Zack Attack, because I don't know. We we previewed last week all of the other movies he has upcoming, I, you know, whenever he one has, of those comes out. That article said that he has a new season of um, Down, to Earth. Down to Earth coming out in the fall, so it should be soon, I'm guessing. Yeah, so we probably won't do an episode about that, but if you want more Zeph, just keep an eye on Netflix, which, you know, just like Irv watching Netflix in this movie, you could watch Netflix and watch Zeph. I just saw this show called Down to Earth. Look, guy looks just like you. That was the, my other point of the bringing up the Netflix thing. Like, Zeph has a show on Netflix, so to bring up Netflix means that he has seen the Zac Efron show on Netflix. Right. Yeah. Weird. 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 Strange things. Strange things. But yeah, we'll be back at some point. But in the interim, if you want more of us, Too Fast, Too Forever, every Tuesday, the same, same show, show, just about different movies. Same the show. The most recent episode that is out as this comes out came out today, because I'm probably going to edit this tomorrow. But it's Life in the Fast Lane, where you and I just talk about movies and concerts and stuff like that, and just no, really, very little Fast and Furious talk at all. So even if you hate that, uh, just go listen to that every Tuesday, Too Fast, Too Forever, anywhere it's you like get your a, podcast. It's like an audio diary for Joey and I that comes out once every three weeks. Yeah, and then in between, we talk about the Fast and Furious movies, and then this lap, our Vin Diesel oh, movies. Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah. But for all things Zach Attack, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash just go to Too Fast Too Forever or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Detroit. Email us, mailbag or Zach Attack or family at cageclub.me. Um, check out the Too Fast Too Forever Patreon where you get bonus episodes. If you want even more, if you want to just dive off the deep end, TooFastTooForever.com. Just send us a note. We'll, we'll be back for the next Zeph movie whenever it comes out. We're caught up once again now, which is good. And we'll be on top of it whenever he comes out with a new thing. But thank you for listening. Thank you for wanting you. this show back. And go check out Too Fast, Too Forever. Just do it. Just go check it out. Go buy a George Pickens t-shirt. Sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a thing that you probably don't understand. I don't think that the George Pickens crowd and the Zac Efron crowd, like the Venn Ever diagram, the overlap, overlap is just you. It's, it's literally me. I'm the only one. Yes. So... Go do that thing. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll see you next time right here on Zack Attack. Right, did.